Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Layoffs at Monster. Boy, the energy drink market must really be hurting these days. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, boys and girls. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. I can't believe Monster is out of indie so wash. <laughs> and on this week's show, Glassdoor bows down to its overlord. Jobvite goes shopping and more job sites the world really, really doesn't need. Grab a Red Bull and fire up for another crazy week. We'll be right back. This summer, Jobvite wants you, you, and you to join hundreds, thousands, millions. Okay, maybe just thousands of recruiters. HR, and talent acquisition professionals. For a summer you won't soon forget. It's Jobvite Summer to Evolve. The Summer to Evolve is a 12-week series of free content to help recruiters brush up on their skills. Learn from industry thought leaders. And see how technology can help them improve, automate, and evolve their recruiting efforts. There will be a chance to share tips and ideas with your peers. And we may even have some surprises for you along the way. I love surprises. So visit thesummertoevolve.com to register for the Summer to Evolve sessions that suit your needs. Peak your interest or float your boat. Because starting June 16th, it's the Summer to Evolve the way you attract, engage, hire, onboard, and retain talent. Job fight. Recruit with purpose. Hire with confidence. Amber still owes us a voiceover for the other commercial that we'll play later this year. I'm just making sure you know that, Amber. We didn't forget. Amber's busy, man. They're out buying companies. They're like making things happen. She's She's got better things to do than deal with our bullshit. Okay. I don't accept that. How you, how you doing, man? What is it? Week 15 or something of uh, the end of the world? I don't remember. Allegedly, sports sports are coming back soon. Yeah. What sports? I don't see. And we keep hearing about these uh, like the NCAA football uh, conferences <laughs> like shutting down. And that's the one I really give a shit about in the first place. And it just okay, so. doesn't seem like that's going to come back in that hurts my heart. Yeah. So although, although you don't care about hockey, uh, I thought it was amusing that hockey said, we're not playing in America. That shit's fucked up. Yes. Uh, we're taking, we're taking both, both leagues or both divisions uh, to Canada <laughs> to play out the season. So, yeah. so they're in uh, baseball is allegedly coming back. Uh, it's funny the the Mets are offering fans to pay. I think it's $75 
to have their face cut out and put in the stands during the games. So, so that's a funny uh, promo, I guess they're they're giving to charity there. And basketball is apparently coming back, uh, even though Russell Westbrook. Uh, sorry, Adam Gordon, you don't know who that is, but he's a popular basketball player. He's got COVID. There is hope that sports will come back. And there's a new uh, there's a new helmet. I don't know if you've seen this for football. No, that's like a built-in face mask uh, within the football helmet to keep to keep the germs away from those players. No, so, come on, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a plastic face shield within the the actual helmet. All they need now are like little UV robots on the field with them, you know, and I think that that could do it. maybe drones. They could do that. Shout outs. Shout outs. You said uh, Canada and uh, Susan Shea from Calgary connected on uh, LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, Susan. The, the last time I was on a plane, it was to mm-hmm. and from Calgary. So, and that seems like a lifetime ago, right? Uh, memories. That was such a fun time. We were we were so naive and innocent back then in February. <laughs> Jesus. February. More more Canadian news. Uh, Ch- Chad and Cheese sponsor Job at X invading. Uh, who's who's headquartered in Canada? So I'm not sure why this took this long, but they are now targeting uh, Canadian companies. So if you're up in the Great White North, uh, check out Job at X for your job programmatic advertising gotta love it uh don blender who actually said my posts were inspiring uh another so social justice warrior that's what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah (laughs) your posts are inspiring uh so chad if if i if i say robo hung what do you think of i don't know a a new porn that is covid free (laughs) Well, my friend, you would be wrong. Oh, okay. uh, Robo Hung, our, our good friend Hung Lee, ah. uh, who produces a, a popular newsletter, now has, uh, I guess, sort of a chat bot that's built into WhatsApp that you can sort of search queries on what uh, the news was about whatever, mm-hmm. ask questions. Uh, he's calling it Robo Hung, <laughs> uh, which is sure to get an audience that he wasn't expecting. But uh, shout out to Hung and his Robo Hung. Yeah, that thing is actually uh, powered by Talk Push. Hell yeah! Robo Hung, powered by Talk Push. Ah, Love it. Push it. <laughs> Where's the Barry White soundbite when we need it? <laughs> A bevy of shout outs. I have Victoria Conley, mm. Brent Healy, and Nicole Garotti, who are always interacting and sharing and uh, being snarky on Twitter. I love that shit. And last but not least, Tim sure. Sackett. I've got a question for for everybody out there. How can Tim Sackett be so goddamn creepy, but so cute at the same time? <laughs> it's the bow ties, obviously. <laughs> Shout out to Dina Medeiros. I don't oh. know if you know Funky Cold Medina or yeah. not, but uh, she has a new position at Activision uh, Blizzard, which she's been at for years now. But she's now the global director of talent attraction. Couldn't have happened to a better person, Dina. Shout out to you. Uh, also, shout out to Lauren Sharp. Mm. Uh, Lauren produces the TA Pod uh, podcast about guess what the Talent top acquisition. Pod. Yes, top Pod TA Pod. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's out. It's 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 out of uh, Melbourne, I guess. Yeah. So I yeah. don't I don't speak Australian. The, so it's Top Pod. That's what they call it. Yep, Top Pod. 
Lauren Sharp, shout out. I'm a listener. Is it good? Tell me about it. What do they talk about? It's actually good. Well, they talk about TA stuff. It's just more from the down under. They sound smarter because they have better accents. Another shout out to a podcast. Shout out to Crazy and the King. They are officially a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, They also dropped two podcasts this week. I loved listening to them because it's about Michael Hickson. And actually, they interviewed his wife. Full interview. And then there's another one where Julie and Torn actually have sound bites and, the, and they talk through it. So, really, really good stuff. Wow. A big win for Crazy and the King. Yep. Uh, a big loss, however, for IBM in my shout outs. Uh, IBM recently posted a job and required 12 years experience to do this job. However, the technology they were requesting is only six years old. So, you try to do the math on that one. Yes. In in that article, there was another company who was asking for four years of, I think it was Fast API. And the yep. guy who actually created Fast API said he wasn't qualified because he only <laughs> created it a year and a half ago. <laughs> it's like, come on, talent acquisition, uh, you can't be that fucking stupid. You can't. Yeah, we're trying to help you here. We're trying to help you. Stop <laughs> shooting yourself in the foot, for God's sakes. Shout out to Jerome, founder and CEO over there at Smart Recruiters. Yep. Uh, great interview that we did with him. Pat myself on the back as well as you. Uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, please do so. It's uh, it's great. Yeah. And another CEO, Matthew Stevenson, the Snag a Job CEO, just Bless dropped you. today as well. So uh, a couple of CEOs followed by... Matt Baxter, the CEO of Competitive Wedge. Hell yeah. We also know as Wedgie. <laughs> On LinkedIn, he posted, uh, and I quote, all press is good press. Finally, someone shamed us for Wedgie. <laughs> I've been waiting five years for this moment. Chad Crack Kills. That's what I'm talking about. I love CEOs. I love CEOs who can embrace the shit that we give and then just give it right back. I, I love that stuff. So big shout out to Matt Baxter from Competitive Wedge, a.k.a. Wedgie. Just say no to crack, kids. That's all we're saying. <laughs> Ready for events and uh, online archives and stuff? I guess our travel, our travel schedule is limited now. <laughs> so... The TA Global Gathering. Did you see the stats for this thing? I, I, no. I love I love that these digital events are starting to really, I think, understand and embrace what they could. They're more of like a content delivery system, almost like a Netflix, right? So yeah. for, for TA Global Gathering, they had over 5,300 registrations, uh, over 3,600 attendees from over 100 uh, countries, over 9,200 downloads, over 9,000 downloads, and approximately 7,700 hours were watched. And this was during the time frame. This was all data from last week. Yeah. during the actual event. So that was just fucking impressive. Wow. And so by the way, they 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 launched all those at uh, taglobalgathering.com, I believe. You can watch everything. If you missed it, uh, particularly if you missed uh, missed our feature Rama uh, session featuring Next Zor, Javite and the eventual winner Hiring Solved, uh, you should go out and do yourself a favor and check those out. Yeah. I, I think 
you've always said that you just you're just not a fan of these no. digital events and and I think what this morphs into again is it it's it's digital content delivery we go to live events partly for the content not entirely but this piece uh, I think you can get uh, pull together some really awesome premiere content mm-hmm. and turn into almost like a Netflix for the industry. So you can jump in and you can get fresh stuff. And and when they had, hell, they had over a hundred speakers for God's sakes. Yeah. If virtual events can figure out the networking piece, then I think they've got something. I think that's where it needs to be split because you, you are expecting the same kind of interaction and that's mm-hmm. not the case. So I think companies who understand that this is digital content delivery. This is not a, this is not, you know, sitting at the bar having a drink. Is there something else that you can do to, to hopefully fill that gap? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But first, instead of trying to fill that entire expectation, let's just give them damn good content. And I know from my standpoint, I go to live events. I, I miss a lot of the good content and I don't have mm-hmm. access to it later. In this case, Uh, You do. So I think that we can find a better way to make sure that we get good content out to the masses and stop calling it an event, maybe. Yeah. And I I haven't heard any feedback maybe you have from vendors and sponsors of the virtual events and whether or not they find it as beneficial or less uh, or equal to a face-to-face event. My guess would be they prefer the face-to-face Although the investment is much less when you do virtual events. Yeah. Have you heard anything? I haven't, but not, not to mention also when you're talking about these type of events, especially when you're engaged with somebody like us, where we can do a lot of pre-promotion, the live mm-hmm. happens, but then you also have the post. And with live events, in most cases, you don't have the post where we're dropping podcasts, there's videos, all that other stuff. So instead of just having that one big splash and hoping that people come to your booth, you don't just have to hope that happens. Yeah, and if they're feeding, you know, if they're feeding leads because there's 9,000 downloads and and giving companies a, a way to either get that information or drive leads through that process, it's probably a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I I think our expectations need to change. And the only way they're going to change is that for for companies like the recruiting events company who put on TA Global Gathering, for them to be able to shift and package them differently, which they did with this Mm -hmm. event. I thought it was pretty awesome. Clearly a window for virtual reality to finally take hold (laughs) into into our lives. Shall we get to news? Topics! Monster. Monster. Are they still around? Shit. Apparently. Apparently. So yeah, they they <laughs> dropped 8% from uh, what I'm hearing on the inside and they are shutting down the Indianapolis office. And this is, this is very, very nostalgic because yeah. back in 1999, kids, online career center was the technology, I repeat, was the technology <laughs> that became monster.com. Com. Uh, Monster mm-hmm. had better branding, they had better marketing, but their mm-hmm. technology was shit. And it they was. needed better technology, which is why Jeff Taylor, we should get him on the show, which is why Jeff Taylor <laughs> smartly said, hey, 
let's go and repaint that OCC thing over there with a bunch of monsters, merge those things together and use that as a new, bigger job site. Next thing you know, Super Bowl commercials, blimps, yada, yada, yada. Andy McKelvey was on a uh, a blitzkrieg of a- acquisitions and spending money at that point. So the, the monster legacy uh, has remained in Indianapolis since that time. Um, yeah. And they've had salespeople, customer service. You know, you know this better than I do, but they've been really established here for a long time uh, and have been in many cases like help foster startups in the area around job around jobs. Uh, so for them to close down Indianapolis, uh, not only is horrible for those folks, but it's also, I don't know, an end of an era, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, and also for all of those companies that are out there, especially the vendors who are looking for great talent who mm-hmm. you know can work remote, Indianapolis is flush with not just people who can just do regular sales, but we're talking about partnerships. We're talking about the whole yeah, gamut. Very connected. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that that most of you know Boston got the, the love for and Maynard, Massachusetts got the love for. But to be quite frank, when we started out as Monster.com, Indianapolis kicked Maynard's ass all the time. Uh, yep. And that was from a sales standpoint. And we had all the technology. For, for the most part. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of talent here in Indy. Yep. And, and Jobvite is looking very smart by setting up shop here in Indianapolis uh, with, with gathering all this talent that's in the area. And no doubt some of these monster folks from Indy will soon be Jobvite employees if they're not already. Yeah. Already seeing that flutter of activity on uh, the social, the socials. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what, what, uh, what's next for monster? Any, any thoughts? Yeah, I think, and I hope at this point, Ronsat understands they are not a technology company. Uh, I keep hearing that there are some some major moves happening, you know, uh, within within Ronstadt around transformation, you know, transformational technologies and those types of things. And man, I, I wish I could believe it because, to be quite frank, we should have already seen that shit. Yeah, and by the way, if you do work for Monster Energy Drink, now might be a good time to call up the owner of Monster.com and get that domain on the cheap. <laughs> and you might be able to get Beyond.com as well, as we talked about last <laughs> week with the death of Bed Bath and Beyond. So you could really clean up with some of these domains and the uh, the talent acquisition space. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying. Uh, well, keeping keeping it in Indianapolis. Uh, Keep it in. Jobvite had uh, had had some news this week. Yeah, so I did a I did a shred on this, and uh, our buddies at Jobvite, Aman, uh, making his first acquisition as uh, as CEO. So they they uh, they acquired Predictive Partner. Uh, if you haven't heard of Predictive Partner, you're not alone. Uh, it's more <laughs> or less a bandy. A nice, fun group of engineers here in India and, and some other places around the world. I think it's five uh, is the number. They'll be joining Jobvite, um, as far as I know, at least the CEO and, and some of the others that, that started the company. But it was much more of an aqua hire than any sort of uh, domain expertise, clients, any kind of brand awareness. This was all about bringing people to the company. And the people that they're bringing in... It's all about machine learning, matching, um, et cetera. So the, the, the folks at Predictive Partner uh, first started working with Canvas, uh, who we all know, uh, all listeners know that Amon founded, what, 2016. So they've had a relationship with these guys for a long time. It's my take that everyone in this space uh, that has money to do it is going to try to basically automate the entire 
process up until the point that someone shows up at your office or on your Zoom uh, to interview. And I think the acquisition of Predictive Partner is going to help uh, Jobvite put that on steroids in terms of getting matching technology, machine learning, uh, all that good stuff in-house, get it, uh, get it done faster uh, and hopefully get it done right. I see this more as an aqua hire than anything else. Did they use the technology? Of course. Was this a, a great opportunity to be, to be able to get great talent and then also, you know, get get some tech on top of it. There's there's no question. Uh, you know, we saw AMS and Karen. You know, it was yep. like, what are they going to do with Karen? Well, I don't think they did anything. I think they actually just used those people to build something uh, more focused on what their needs were. Yeah, it's interesting. We so I mentioned uh, Futurama and Jobvite uh, was one of the con- contestants on that show. Yeah. I jokingly asked who their next acquisition was, uh, and of course they knew they knew exactly who it was, but couldn't mention it at the time. Yes, but they also said they've sort of been building from the ground up uh, in terms of the technology. Uh, we heard the same thing from from AMS with with uh, with Hourly. So yeah. this seems to be a trend, and acquiring talent to enable you to do that is something that uh, a lot of companies are taking advantage of. You know, it's funny, like. We're not talking about COVID directly on the show, but I feel like all the stories that we're talking about are a reaction to sort of the um, the accelerator of uh, the pandemic. So like we talk about or pundits talk about, you know, things are fast forwarding 10 years. Yeah. So when you look at the death of Monster, you know, Javite sort of accelerating their growth and we'll talk about Glassdoor and what's happening to them and others. Like it feels like we've hyper, you know, uh, hyper traveled 10 years into the future to talk about some of these stories uh, because this stuff usually happens much slower than it does now. Yeah. Well, so to go ahead and jump into Glassdoor in an email provided to uh, the Chad and Cheese podcast, uh, it was Love sent. Those emails. It was sent by Glassdoor to job board partners. Uh, the message actually outlines that Glassdoor is discontinuing the sponsored job ads offering from its job board program. So, if yep. job boards are actually paying or aggregators are paying to to be able to drive traffic to their site, it's a high likelihood that that is going away, even if you're paying for it. So uh, it, it's it's very interesting because you know we've seen indeed make these types of plays, right? So this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't something that's foreign for us when we're talking about indeed. And indeed <laughs> Orcopolis <laughs> simply hired. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like, you know, uh, indeed is actually driving the the train here because no overall shit. Glassdoor needs the revenue. And for all of those individuals who are out there saying, well, job boards are killing candidate experience and all those brands associated, I'm totally not buying it. Because if Glassdoor wanted to, they could easily create Glassdoor jail. Then they go ahead and welcome those job boards back in, but they charge a premium instead of the base rate they had before until they can get that trust reattained, right? And if it happens again, you rinse and repeat. But that's what you do if you need the revenue and Glassdoor needs the revenue. So it really feels like there's kind of like a, a smothering happening from Indeed to Glassdoor and through other job board partners. It's like, let's just go ahead and snuff all these fuckers out. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, well, you know, 
pat myself on the back again uh, for predicting <laughs> the end of Glassdoor. Again, I think we fast forwarded 10 years into, yeah. into it actually happening. And when times are good, uh, you know, talent is, is few and far between. Companies really, really, really care about their brand and what they look like and their reviews. But when there's 40 million unemployed in the US, they tend to care less about that and they're not posting jobs. So yeah. recruit, recruit holdings. If you're sitting there saying like, hmm, what do we do with this glass door thing? Well, what I said they should have done in the in, when it when it first happened was eventually put all the reviews from Glassdoor over to Indeed. Uh, you could also put the Indeed on Glassdoor. I guess that doesn't really matter. Nah. But the job posting is totally duplicitous, and there's no reason that Indeed shouldn't be this central place that companies post jobs on a pay-per-click basis, and those jobs go to Simply Hired, Workopolis, all the other entities that they have, and oh, by the way, they'll be posted on Glassdoor, which is more money. They don't have to pay the salespeople at Glassdoor. They don't have to pay the customer service folks. Yeah, I mean, it just becomes the shell. This becomes the shell for Indeed, and they get all the profits and all the SEO and everything that's going on um, at Glassdoor. So this was going to happen eventually. I just think COVID has has put it on fast forward, and we're seeing it happen, you know, in the next twelve to twenty four months, as opposed to the next eight to ten years. And employers would love to see the death of Glassdoor in the Glassdoor tax. You think? Oh yeah, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, they 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 really. <laughs> hate playing the glass door game. They've been yes. taken hostage. And we actually heard somebody say this on stage, taken hostage by glass door. And uh, so, yeah, maybe more than likely that uh, could be prospectively either one or two things going away or taken over by the, uh, the indeed police. Yep. Get used to indeed and pray for Google for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. You know Dude, it. You're just miss, you're Mr. Scoop this week. You've got all kinds of scoops. So Broadbean shit's going down there. Yeah. So was lucky enough to uh, get a line on something. Broadbean is getting into programmatic, but not the way you would think they would. What? Uh, Jovio and Recruitix are piloting their programmatic partnerships with Broadbean. This move, I mean, to me, just makes sense. I mean, CareerBuilder isn't spending any cash on meaningful tech. And nope. I understand for multiple, multiple sources, the idea of programmatic was killed by CareerBuilder on several occasions as far back as 2016. So, wow. I mean, CareerBuilder's pumping and dumping at this point. And for Broadbean to gain any traction to stay relevant, a partnership is the only way to go. So is this, uh, is this like white labeling a technology from Jovio? programmatically distributing jobs or is this just Broadbean putting their jobs into Recruitix and Jovio to get more traction on their platforms? Yeah, I think I think Broadbean is figuring all of this out as, okay. as they're playing with these platforms because, you know, obviously different programmatic platforms will do better in different segments. Right. So yep. uh, they'll be able to, to kind of feel it, you know, for, for what it is for these types of jobs. Maybe they'll use Jovio. These types of jobs, maybe they'll use Recruitix. 
Um, but here's the rub. No matter how successful these partnerships turn out, CareerBuilder is not looking to acquire especially technology, which is already market validated right. with about five or six different acquisitions last year. I mean, if this was another type of technology that wasn't so validated in powerful and mm. expensive, maybe. I doubt that CareerBuilder would buy it, but maybe. Intelligently, Broadbean would like try to figure out programmatic in the process of partnering with someone. Um, but I don't see anything that would tell me CareerBuilder gives a shit so they're probably just going to continue to write out the Broadbean uh, customer base as long as they can, saying they have programmatic and don't go to our competition. We can do that for you for as long as they can. How do you get that career builder anchor out from around your neck? And my my thought automatically is kind of like a job fight roll up. You know what I mean? Let's see if we can let's see if we can become more attractive to some of those uh, some of those prospective acquisition targets that are out there with yeah. partnering up with another organization. We ha- we Broadbean have this huge portfolio of business. We do basic, you know, what I like to call dumb distribution. Mm-hmm. We go ahead and we get that smart distribution on top of it. How could that be a roll-up acquisition for somebody else out there and get us away from this fucking career builder anchor that is around our neck? I don't know that that's the case, but I just think as I'm yeah. starting to kind of like see the dots, those are the dots that that tend to connect for me. Yeah, if you want to make a call to career builder about buying Broadbean, I'm sure they'll take your call. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that they'll negotiate favorable terms yeah. um, if they can. And whether that's Jobvite, ISIMS, who knows, that's probably a conversation that should be happening if it's not already. Because Broadbean, like you said, great brand, great people. They just need to get that anchor off and get some technology and, and just get some foresight um, to be a competitive in the programmatic marketplace. Because as we've talked about before, there's less than a handful of competitors out there. So the value of programmatic is huge. So Broadbean would be a tasty acquisition on the cheap for a lot of companies. Well, especially with the backgrounds of Jovio and KJ. And then Recruitix with Josh and obviously the KRT team. I mean, those are two incredibly powerful organizations, I believe, uh, because again, we have market validation, not once, not twice, but like six times over. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen, but if we're not talking about broad being acquired or doing something squirrely, I'd be surprised in the next 12 months. Yeah. Good luck, Dom and crew. And uh, obviously, Josh and KJ, you guys just keep kicking ass and taking names. Yep. And uh, for those that aren't kicking ass and taking names, <laughs> uh, some really bad job boards hit hit the world this week. Uh, I don't even know which one to start with. Let's let's start with the funniest, because I'm not sure if we're being trolled or if this is really a thing. It's called unwoke.hr. The the About Us page says, and I quote, the modern workplace has become a hot pot for unchallenged radical thinking and left wing ideology. Our mission is to advance society based on a culture of enlightenment. Beauty, truth, and freedom through free market initiatives. First up, unwoking work. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, this is like white nationalism on an anonymous it's gotta be a joke. job site. It's, it's got to be a joke. Yeah. I, well, 
<laughs> but your your wife has it's been her mission in the last week to figure out what's going on here. So what has she uncovered? So we actually it was funny. We sat on the couch and we started digging into this, and she did a lot of the work because she's crazy when it comes to research. And on the surface, they use affirmative action plan and OFCCP, which are specifically American, right? Mm-hmm. Yet they also use terminology like CV. And they registered their domains through a a proxy servers in France. So I originally thought this was just a diversion until someone pointed out in looking at the actual code on unwork.hr, they actually expose candidate data like email addresses in the in the code, which you can Uh, see, which is like an amateur at best. It's not anonymous. If it's exposed, all you have to do is click and, and hit the uh, page source and you can yeah. see that stuff. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It, the thing is, uh, there are profiles that are on there of real people. And I don't know if they were, were put on there by those people or if they were scraped. There are also jobs on there from real companies. Some other research right. that uh, Julie and I did is, is you, you obviously know that you can easily copy and search job descriptions. Yep. In most cases, it's like, well, you know, everybody copies and pastes job descriptions. So a lot of them are similar. Yeah, you can say that, but when they're in specific locations, you know exactly who the company is. So you're not that smart, right? This yep. isn't a coincidence. So we reached out to, and she reached out to more of those companies, but every company came back and said, hey, look, we did not authorize this. Oh, it's shocking. <laughs> so, you know, I so I, I think we're being trolled, but I don't know. Julie has a, a ton of uh, uh, conspiracy theories, conspiracy which, theories, which you'll probably hear on Crazy and the King. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my take is it's one of four things. Number one, it's an SEO play. And somebody just wants a bunch of backlinks from this stupid ass site getting reported on in Vice and TechCrunch and wherever else. Yeah. And in a year from now, it'll be redirected somewhere, right? And they'll take the link juice. Number two is uh, it's a joke. It's just some idiots like let's make unwoke something and then just make it a big joke and like scrape some jobs or whatever, right? Uh, It's a joke. Number two, it's a devilish plan to like get data, uh, resume data and sell people shit and, and get like that's probably the worst case scenario. Or number four it's a genius plan from Fox News to finally get into the uh, the job board game. It's got to be one of those four in my mind. None of them are good, but that's that's my take. Yeah. All I have to say is if they're so proud, why are their operators anonymous? Why are the companies <laughs> anonymous? Why are the candidates mostly anonymous? Yeah. It's funny because the, the Vice article... within hours of like uh, a couple of tweets going out, there were Mm -hmm. actually some people in HR. I can't remember their names, but we should definitely shame the hell out of them uh, who were like, Hey, finally a job board, you know, for, for, (laughs) for people like me. And these are people in HR. Oh boy. The site was hacked. There was some, some uh, images that were thrown up. Then that was, that was, you know, maintenance was taken care of. Uh, And then because you can post jobs for free and you can post uh, profiles for free, <laughs> everything and anything you can think of yeah. was going. My, my on personal the favorite site. is is uh, 
Nut Eater and Fuckface. Those are my my two favorite. And Ben Shapiro's Underage Lover or something was on there. Too. Dick Sucker, of course, professional racist. Yeah, there was some good trolling going on with this site. <laughs> I, I think it, it's got to be it's got to be a joke. That's we'll go with joke. I hope it's not something really devious where they're just getting data and and screwing people over somehow. I, I did reach out to them and say. Welcome. We would love to have you on the show. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, Unfortunately, what is not a joke is uh, a taxpayer funded. I believe it's taxpayer funded. Find something new dot com dot org. Actually, is it dot org? It is dot org. I don't. We should we should see if find something new dot com goes anywhere. Uh, It probably goes to somewhere trolling. It it hasn't already. Yep. So, yeah, this is uh, from the brain trust of the Trump organization. Uh, Ivanka, again, continues to say, let them eat cake, I guess, to the uh, the Commonwealth of America. But on its face, it's a it's a nice idea, right? Like if you're out of work, dude, just uh, just get nursing certification. That's, <laughs> that's why, why is that that's, a big deal? That's yeah. Why is that a big deal? I, you know, so uh, the, the st- his story actually said on Tuesday this is from HuffPost on Tuesday, Ivanka Trump, the 38 year old daughter of a wealthy man who has never once never. had to worry about finding the money to pay a bill, proudly announced an ad campaign called Find something new, which encourages people to get a job by learning new skills. So def- definitely went to the went to the went to the, the site and uh, in one area it's called Find Your Path. And that's really just links to online certifications and degrees. Then there was like a programs for veterans I thought was interesting uh, because you can use your GI Bill, this MOS translator. You can go to USA Jobs, which is a job board, or, or you can actually pick a job like aerospace engineering and operations technician. And, And the quote says, many employers prefer to hire aerospace engineering and operations technicians who have earned an associate's degree in engineering technology or who have completed vocational technical programs. So Mm -hmm. this is your basic government website. It's just more flashy than most government websites. None of this shit actually helps the problem of, I need money to feed my family now. And the problem is this again demonstrates the distance between working class people and the rich elite who cannot understand why food pantries even exist. Remember, yeah. a, a large percentage of Americans couldn't afford a $1,000 emergency without help. And that was before COVID. It's much worse yep. now, and it's getting harder. And then we also see the Jeff Bezos of the world gaining oh, $70 billion <laughs> while they take while he, while he smacks his employees and says, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take your wages back down to pre-COVID level. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. By the way, I thought we'd make it through a whole show without Jeff Bezos and damn it, we couldn't do it. What, what's your take on, uh, so the About Us page, you've got supporting partners and you have Apple, IBM, AT&T, Cisco. Like, were these folks just called and said, hey, you know, we did you a favor. Uh, we're going to put your logo on this, okay? 
Like, I just can't imagine these companies like super getting behind this stuff. I would never want my logo to be associated with something that doesn't fix the problem. And this does not fix the problem. The problem is very simply, how do Mm -hmm. I feed my family right now? Trying to get a nursing certification unless now here's here's what fixes fixes the problem. Mm -hmm. If the company says, look, we're going to invest in you. We're going to pay for you to get your nursing certification. While that's happening, you're going to come in and start doing an on-the-job training, and we're going to pay you for it, right? So therefore, you're getting the skills you need, you're getting the certification you need, and you can feed your fucking family. That means something. Holy shit. Now you're you're thinking, dude. (laughs) By the way, isn't it funny that uh, our governor of Indiana is part of uh, the supporting partners? You have the the mayor of Charlotte. You have Sherm, interestingly. Johnny's a fucking idiot. Walmart, Walmart, Visa. Uh, It's a pretty short list, but there are some there are some brands in there. Home Depot is in there. Yeah, I wouldn't I would not want my brand to be associated with something that does nothing for the people who I, I really want to have a have a great brand experience with my organization. Yep, yep. Uh, I have one message for these two sites, and that is... Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job Addex seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. The clock is running out on TikTok. You like that? I, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I don't quite understand why people are so freaked out about TikTok. Did you see what happened on Twitter yesterday about the hack? Yeah, the hack and a oh, hundred sure. thousand sure. plus dollars in Bitcoin was. Yeah. Uh, was I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, it's like it, so if somebody too. asks you. To do something in Bitcoin, that should automatically send off alarms. No shit. Even if it's Elon Musk telling you to do it, (laughs) which is that much more bizarre that people did this shit. But yet we're talking about TikTok. Not to mention we also, there are also reports of Facebook and LinkedIn doing the exact same things that the TikTok app is doing that they can like see in your notes on your phone. Um, and, and I should be afraid that the Chinese government can see what notes are on my phone versus the, the U S government. I, I don't think so. Um, we probably differ on this a little bit. Um, and, and also newsworthy Amazon, uh, your favorite company, I guess we couldn't have gotten away from Amazon because of TikTok, <laughs> but Amazon has banned, uh, not banned, but has politely, uh, asked their employees, to delete TikTok um, from their phones. I think more and more, we have to come to the realization that the world is China versus the US. Just like they don't allow Facebook, Google, fill in whatever blank you want. Surprisingly, LinkedIn gets in for some reason because they adhere to a lot of rules. But 
Um, I mean, China is very open about U.S. companies not getting into their ecosystem. We tend to just be Americans and say everybody's in. But I, I do think there is an element that the government knows about that is putting us at risk. I think TikTok itself is not real damaging. I mean, kids lip syncing to 80s tunes is not super informative. Dog videos. But I, I think I think this sort of started with the whole uh, Huawei uh, phone thing, uh, mobile phone thing, and thinking about communist China putting in software and phones that are being sold into Western countries. And then they're talking about 5G contracts and things like that. So, so I do think there's an element of like, the world is coming down to China versus America and what side are you going to be on? And that comes down to cyber war and digital shit. And I think TikTok is going to get swept up into this world. I think they're trying to do everything they can to get away from that perception. They just, you know, they hired a Disney executive. I think they're going to they're split up the company. But when we talked about from an employment perspective, like, oh, why aren't why aren't employers on TikTok advertising jobs and brand, you know, employment brand, et cetera? I mean, to me, if if there's a topic for this show, it's all this drama around TikTok is is inevitably killing them as an employment advertising medium because if they're linked to China and spying and all this other shit, like employers aren't going to touch them with a ten foot pole. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, TikTok is an employment medium. Uh, it's dead until this shit gets resolved, which I don't think it is. So Facebook should be too. I mean, with everything that happened with Cambridge Analytica. I mean, how how can you not look at a platform like Facebook and think that they are taking data in a in a way that they shouldn't be? And and who knows who the fuck who they're delivering it to? That's the problem, right? Well, I don't think that's a national security risk. I think it's a privacy risk and and what you know, GDPR and California laws and things like that will come will probably come out of that. But to me, like when the Analytica thing came out, you didn't see uh, Patagonia and Home Depot and Walmart say we're going to like stop advertising on Facebook, right? Like it took a Black Lives Matter, it took racism, it took, you know, neo-Nazis having groups on Facebook for them to say, we're not going to advertise or touch this with a 10-foot pole for a month, by the way. They're not doing a, an, an all-out forever ban on Facebook. Yeah, I just, th- I just think they're different issues than national security. And I mean, when companies like Amazon are, are telling their employees to delete TikTok, I just think as an employment advertising medium, like TikTok is, is done. The, the thing that I'm starting to morph into is seeing the Facebooks and the Amazons of the world as the Chinas. Uh, they have the data. What the fuck are they going to do with it? I, you know, whether China has it or not, or Jeff Bezos has it, which one is more scary? Uh, and what's the data, right? I mean, wh- what exactly do they have access to? But uh, I, I get that. It, but the problem for us, this is really bad, is that we we can't just focus on like borders geography to to think that that is where our enemy lies we have to also take a look at how some of these bad actors these companies are working so i totally get what you're saying with regard to 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 china and whatnot but i think you can definitely paint a company like facebook possibly or amazon or maybe some of the other bigger corporations uh with the same with the same you know brush 
The other angle to this is I think uh, I think a lot of companies hold their nose and advertise on Facebook. The the truth is they're they're basically a duopoly in terms of digital advertising along with Cheap Google. Cheap and it works. Yeah. So so you talk to a lot of companies and it's like I hate Facebook. I'd love for there to be options. So a lot of it is just they don't have any other choice but to do that. Well, just remember, Facebook at one time didn't have an advertising platform, but was just killing it when it came to subscription or not subscriptions, but people uh, actually creating accounts. Then, you know, sure. they, they, they did it a very smart way. You could see the exact same thing for something like like TikTok in trying to uh, to bring an ad platform to their platform. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's scary and they're all assholes. Either way. We out. Yeah. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.